Welcome back to another episode of Scrubs in the Trenches. Um, today I'm going to go off my normal script a little bit. Um, I'm super excited to have my friend Owen Hunt here today. And he actually kind of pushed me into this coaching kind of world. Um, he himself went through a course, became a life coach, and I actually worked with him. And just being able to have a podcast up, it's you know, myself, like a lot of that was due to being coached because if I didn't have someone to tell me, go record it and put it up, like I would have never done it. So sometimes it is neat to have that other person to co-create this space to just achieve what you're actually wanting to achieve instead of just talking about it. And I mean, if you think about it as like a football coach, like, or whatever, that's how teams are successful by being coached well. So it's the same thing with life um, from what I can tell. So without um, much more introduction, I just want to welcome Owen onto the show. And thanks again for joining me today, Owen. It's a pleasure, Isaac. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun to watch you grow with your podcast and into nurse coaching. I think people have a lot of misconceptions about coaching and it sounds really cheesy and I get that. But if you go back and look historically, when you look at someone who is successful or the best way to learn something, it's usually one-on-one -on -one apprentice to someone who's mastered that thing. If that's welding or whatever, you know, it could be any number of trades or skills and to be able to have someone that can save you time can be a huge have a huge impact on how, how well you go into the future. Imagine just being a little bit off track. And if you would have had that insight earlier, you know, uh, and I guess the, the way I got into like coaching and all this stuff was just reading a bunch of spiritual books and self-help books. And it led me into this whole world of self-development, which is, uh, it's something that is never ending. Really. It's something that we're always doing is developing, so kind of like science. I mean, if you believe in science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, back uh, back in the day, almost two or three whole years ago, you know, science was complete. Well, yeah, it's true. If you look pre-1900, you know, there, was, there weren't these divisions made. We had this whole spiritual world of metaphysics, and we had, you know, medicine as well, but really... Rockefeller institutions and that whole shift into the industrial revolution changed the way I think a lot of people would have been treated and in holistic uh, fashion more. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, machines and radionics and x-rays and all that kind of stuff. I'm not cl clowning on any of that. I think Western medicine is very valuable, but I think that it can fuse directly together with a lot of the spiritual ideas as well. I've talked to people about scalar energy and, and light, and uh, you can read a lot about electromagnetic fields and how all that stuff works. Like a lot of the woo woo kind of spiritual stuff is very based in science. Yeah, it is. And uh, the further I've gone through, this nurse coaching program. And it's funny you say the word woo woo, cause that's what, uh, one of our course instructors, one of the creators of the, um, transformative nurse coaching collective, which I'm currently in right now and learning to be a nurse coach. He's really big on that, that it's just like, 
you know, it might sound woo woo or kind of new agey, but like there's science that back, like there are studies and evidence, like with mindfulness in particular, that's really kind of the one thing I feel like, um, I guess I've really learned through this course. Cause a lot of this course through our, you know, we've been, you know, self growth basically from the moment we met each other half our life ago. Right. Um, and it is a continual thing and you don't ever really obtain it, you know? Um, right. It's a gradual process, but I mean, that's kind of the fun part, you know, if it was so easy and the expectations were always matched, then it would be really boring. I think, I think the potential for going on a self discovery journey or finding your life's purpose or like whatever that is, is, is to be surprised by the universe for the universe, for you to go on this like quest. And then you get down the road and you're like, wow, this is actually even better than I expected. This is cool. This is an unforeseen opportunity that I'm stepping into. It's like a magic, you know, uh, the book that kind of, I, that got me really into this stuff was reality transurfing. And he talks about a, basically a force, I guess you could call it called outer intention, outer. So like our inner intention, that's like, I want this. And so we'll manipulate somebody or try to get our way in a sort of like know, kids do. Cause like I kids have, do. cause I have four kids and it's like, you're right. Constantly. I have to just decide, am I going to give in to their whining demands just so I can shut them up? Or do I need to like hold my ground and just kind of be like, no, we're not going to have this right now. Um, because it's not what's best for you, you know? And as the parent, you had kind of have to do that. But when we're adults, we don't really have that person to tell us. Well, yeah, we have this fundamental need to be right. We have this fundamental need to be able to control reality, right? And when we can't do it, it's maddening, right? Like, it'll drive you crazy. And so, as kids, we go through all these different ways that we think we might be able to manipulate reality or, I don't know, maybe manipulate's a bad word, but whatever, right? Like, get our desired outcome, right? And most of that is through inner intention, which is like forcing our way and pushing our way and trying to get it, you know, this way and to happen a certain way. And all of those attempts, it seems like always fail and blow up in your face. So that author is really talking about understanding and harnessing energy and other people's energy. The idea of outer intention is win-win, right? It's just like a, the invisible hand in the market, right? From, a, from that kind of perspective. But it, there's like a spiritual aspect to it. So it's like a natural law. And we should be seeking, you know, win-win situations where both people benefit, not master-slave type of relationships where one person, you know, gets is, all the goods. Exactly. Gets. Yeah. That's not, that's not, I don't know. I mean, that's not preferable to me. I'm not interested in those types of relationships. I'll walk right away from it. Um, and I think a lot of people are that way. And I think there's, there's a, a spirit, a force, God, whatever you want to call it, that kind of, you know, um, that kind of flows in that direction of connecting and bringing people together into situations that are more win-win. You can learn how to ride that because you are always emotionally communicating with the universe. So you can learn how to ride that and actually get what you want without force. You know, it's like the idea is power versus force from David Hawkins stuff. Um, you know, when we are in these lower states of consciousness, we try and overpower things. Mm -hmm. And when we're in, uh, I guess what you would call a higher state of consciousness or just more aware, then you 
kind of are in the flow and it just so happens that yeah. this thing happens. And that's, that's the magic. That's the beauty. I think that I see in personal development and spirituality and goal setting and all that. Cause it's, it never turns out the way that you see it in your head. Exactly. It's always different. So you can't get hung up on these minutia, uh, but you can absolutely do whatever it is that you want to do. It's yeah. like, and it's not saying that you don't have to put in the work. No, not at all, but it is saying that you don't you don't have to beat your head against the wall to get your desired results, and you probably won't get your desired re- results by just beating your head against the wall over and over. Yeah, you probably won't. And this stuff goes deep. You know, we talk about the intention triangle and you know magic manifesting versus just chopping wood and carrying water. You know, it it depends on what your approach is, what your goal is. That's why it's cool to be able to talk to other people who have these types of experiences. You know, I've, I've been able to meet shamans, people who understand uh, how to work in the dream world and lucid dream and do all kinds of incredible things. You know, believe it or not, doesn't matter. You know, yeah. like some people are really into astrology. It, that's never been that way for me, but I've learned a lot from so many people who have specialties and they're very specific and very good at what they do. And that's, that's almost been worth the price of admission, you know, cause it's a lot of these like basic questions that we ask when we're kids, like what does happen when we're dreaming? You know, do I go somewhere? Like, can I meet somebody in a dream? And there are answers to those questions yeah. and yeah. And, and yes. people have experienced it. And yes. Yes. People have had crazy experiences and, and matched experiences that other people have written about, you know? So yeah, it's wild out there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, and I and um, I guess kind of the point of this episode is to just kind of go down my path of because you know I've been a scrub in the trench for quite a while, and like you were kind of alluding to earlier, like it's not like I'm saying like hospitals are completely evil and bad, and this right. just thing that I guess uh, should be attacked or punished or whatever you know it's like no they're like i've seen it myself like really good um, miracles you know i've seen you know what and to me i just the language itself is more about labels so it's like miracle is just basically defining something that we can't explain as humans but there is like an actual science behind miracles that's of what actually happened even though we as humans can't explain it um, and that's, you know, getting on that metaphysical level. Well, yeah, it's stuff quantum like. stuff, I think, right? Like, cause every reality exists in the infinite consciousness of, of the all that is right. So every single option has to exist within that framework. So, you know, basically it's just, it's not, it's, it's counterintuitive to how we think it's like, instead of moving the fan blade, right? You would just shift to a reality where the fan blades over here, you know, it's like water. Okay. Uh, we're just going to shift to this reality where these uh, can- canisters are full of wine instead of water. It's like, not that he turned it into it. He just shifted realities or something, right? Like, that's another way to think about it. Talking about Jesus turning water to yeah, wine? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, that's just another way to think about it. It's Like he pulled from a different space than yeah, the here and now. He just shifted to another reality where there there were wine in those barrels instead yeah. of water. Or whatever. Like, this, this is another way to kind of think about it. Yeah, because yeah. If, you're, if you're someone who's goal setting... You need to be able to see that you can accomplish your goal. And a lot of us feel inadequate. But if you realize that there are infinite possibilities, infinity is real. Mathematically, it is a thing. You yeah. can't 
Tell me it's not. Yeah, you, it's can't real. De- you can't deny infinity. So because of that, that means there is a version of you out there that is that ideal version of you within the infinite space. So it already exists. It's not that you need to create it. It's already there. You just need to shift to it. You just need to... It's like you were, we were talking in our session, you know, like what are the things that that version of me does, right? And so step into that reality. The more that you do that and the more you take those actions, the more you become that person. And it's not complete magic like wave a magic wand, but it's, it's, it's complete magic in the, in the way Transformation. that it's mental. Yeah. And when you mentally put yourself in that place, you become that thing. Yeah. You can't not. It's like transfiguration. You know, you see this thing and then you just even subconsciously conform to it, right? Like when you get that image in your head. Yeah. And I mean, you can almost step back and take a look at society and it's like, you know, the way marriage is kind of just become what it is these days. You know, it's like, you know, people almost are just sucked up into this. Oh, you're supposed to. You know, I guess when we were kids, like you grew up being like, oh, you're supposed to grow up, you're supposed to find a wife, you're supposed to have kids. Like, and then it was weird because as our generation grew up, that didn't really coincide with a lot of people's realities as far as, you know, like divorce and things like that. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. Well, there's so many possibilities, right? And we're each living in our own experience. You know, that's. I'm stuck in my skin cage. You know, this is my meat sack that I'm, you know, uh, feeling all the squirts happening in, you know, all the weird uh, sensations. And that's the same for everybody else. You know, we're, we're building a collective reality, but we're also building our individual ones. So I think the, the best way to go about it is to try to, you know, go to that idea of outer intention. What's the best reality I can build for myself and, and for everybody else? What's win-win? Yeah. And what's good for the goose is good for the gander uh, as well. Like, we need to focus on ourselves and think about our, uh, our you know, our hopes, dreams, desires, goals, who we are, and what we can bring and offer to people. Because I believe each 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 and every person has gifts and talents that they can bring to the table and make, make an impact on the world, a little positive slight impact. That's building that collective reality into a more positive world. Yeah. And that's great. And, um, I believe, you know, just from what I've seen through the nurse coaching program I've been in, I feel like that's kind of what it's all about is being able to create that space with someone co-create. And that almost gets back to the biblical side of like, you know, if two or more gather in my name, Mm -hmm. you know, basically you can achieve anything. Um, And that's kind of what I feel like the spirit of this nurse coaching. I've really, I've really loved that. It's like stuff that I've already kind of had these realizations about are coming in fruition just because it's like, wow. Like, yes, if, you do sit down with somebody and you create a space where they can just, you know, tell the stuff that they really haven't even, maybe not even been to the point where they were aware of it themselves, but just being present for them, listening really deeply, not just to the words, but also like the body language and just the overall essence of that person. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go into details about our sessions, but I, I feel like it's, 
it's something different than what we've had in the past with our normal, you know, because we've worked together sure. just as buddies for right. a while. But like this does to me, um, I'm really optimistic about being able to work with people as a nurse coach because I really feel that just connection and just being able to co-create just that reality that that person desires. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I wanted to kind of go in to and ask you from your experience in coaching, have you noticed a difference from our working together as far as nurse coaching versus the life coaching you've gone through and like what you work with people? Um, because I like the nurse coaching because for one, um, as a nurse, I get to use the background and experiences and just the health platforms. And I'm kind of help work with you on a holistic approach. Not that diet was a big thing that we really even talked about, but you know, you mentioned your diet's a little better just being aware. And you know, something they push in our course is that whole food plant-based diet. Not that I'm ever going to be able to give up meat more than that one time I did for 40 days in Lent. Like that's it. I don't think I'll ever be able to give up meat for that long a period of time ever again because I just ate all the time. (laughs) It's just always eating, Mm -hmm. I feel like. But but just having that awareness of like eat an apple instead of a bag of chips. Like is it really any less easy to eat an apple than it is to open up a bag of chips? Like it's the same amount of effort to Mm -hmm. start chewing, you know? Yeah, basically. Um and yeah, to answer your question, I it's it's definitely different. The knowledge and experience that you have, it shines through and it's something that's super valuable too. Cause especially with what you've seen in the hospital. You know, it's like whenever things were going crazy a couple years ago, like you were the first person that I wanted to talk to because I knew that you had a similar disposition to mine and you would be relatively objective about what you saw and what might be happening around us. Yeah. Right. And so everyone's speculating because no one really knows. And, and, so and no one asked the nurses or the doctors at the bedside during that time. Nobody cared about our opinion at that time. Well, I did. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, the, the small people <laughs> The national, I should rephrase the national media. There were a lot of people. Right, and, right. and that's kind of what helped me start my original podcast. Um, yeah. That is basically no longer available unless you're a Patreon member because you just never know like how people will accept this stuff. Because I was just kind of presenting what I saw in the hospital mm-hmm. and like going back and listening to it now, I kind of cringe a little bit because it's just like, wow, I really said that. Like, you know, uh, it's weird how things time changes the perspective and the yeah. view because there was so much, there was just so much noise that. You know, it's it was hard not to react to it or put. But anyway, I'll get back to the the point at hand, which is talking about coaching and stuff. You know, the majority of what I learned to do, I learned a lot about uh, reality transurfing. It's a super long book. It's awesome though. If you're interested in it, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And really, the ikigai model of Japanese. Um, it's like an ancient Japanese model to help you understand your purpose where it's like, what are you, it's the icky guy is like a, it's like a set. It's like four sections. It's like, what are you good at? What can you be paid for? Uh, what does the world need and what do you love doing? And so you basically synthesize all of those things together and remember to do the opposite. What do I not like? What do I not get paid for? You know, do those things too to get that stuff out. Uh, but, you know, sit down and jot a list of all those things and then circle the things that are kind of, you know, 
common between all of them. And then you can like one of the things that I was doing with my coaching clients is helping them to create like their own purpose statement for their life. You know, it's like in a, in a, in a, in a sentence, you know, what is that mantra? What is that thing that you're here to do to beautify the earth or to bring people joy or whatever, like fill in that blank. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be short. It just needs to suit you and remind you of who you are and what, what you're here to, to do overall. I think that we are, you know, we can define that ourselves and whether you believe that you have some innate ability or talent or that you choose whatever that is, it doesn't matter. Ultimately it's six and one because it's really just about implementing that and, and, and finding something that grounds you and, and holds you true to your purpose. So that when you're having a day, like I was the other day in our coaching session, you know, okay, well, I'm still going to keep going because I know that I'm here for this reason, you know, and I'm, and I'm true to that. Yeah. Right. It's like, that's my North. I know what my North is. Cause you had purpose. Yeah, like, exactly. Purpose it, is the thing that I focus the most on as a coach. Yeah. To me, that was the most important thing. If people could figure that out. And, you know, we do a lot of trauma work and stuff like that too. Um, which is a lot, it can be a lot of energy, you know, but I mean, I'm not coaching anybody right now, uh, in this stuff. Like, coaching became so noisy that I shifted and started a different business because I just got tired of trying to cut through all the noise and do all this. I burned out, yeah. you know, uh, a while ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to burn out again, you know, yeah. I want to have several businesses and I, I just don't want to be that disingenuous coach. That's like laying on a hammock and like, hey, I made 40 grand this week. You know, it's like, dude, gross you yeah. know like some did, of but us, did you help someone some of us care about what we're actually trying <laughs> yeah. to do you but know did what I'm you saying? help anyone exactly and you know with a new economy things are tighter you know people aren't just going to drop three grand at an clip, you know to work with you yeah you know what i'm saying and i get that too so you know it's it's all about it's all about balancing you know those things and doing something that you feel good about you feel is ethical um, and understanding yourself a little bit more in context. That's really kind of what I focus on. And so I took about 10 years worth of stuff and condensed it into a course. I don't make people just sit through the course, you know, I actual do coaching with them, but, uh, but that's kind of what happened to the coaching industry. And so it, it just left kind of a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm not really as, uh, aggressive. Uh, I'm not aggressive at all. Yeah. I'm not even like really wor working in that vein right now. Somebody approached me and was like, I would really like to work with you. Like I'm working with you on some stuff and, um, you know, other friends that I'm working on and just collaborating, uh, sort of with, but, but not in a professional, not capacity. really in a, yeah, not really yeah. in a, you know, for hired. I've gave so much stuff away too. And really, I mean, I want to continue to give a ton of stuff away and just contribute what I can to people so that the value of their life and, life in general can go up, you yeah. know, like I said, it's collective, it's additive. So I made a bunch of audiobooks and put those out there. I'd rather you hear it from the horse's mouth, you know, I'll read it to you so you don't have to, but it's like, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not trying to be an authority for anybody's life. You're your own authority. Yeah. Here's some great wisdom from these other books. I'll happily read them and record them and give those to you. You know, I've done presentations and stuff like that inside the courses, but you know, and I, and I'll keep all that stuff, but you know, ideally I want people to just 
discover themselves and start doing what they feel the most prompted and, and inspired to do. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And just, um, that's one thing that kind of excites me about nurse coaching is it, it is kind of just naturally a way to cut through that coaching noise because it is kind of a separate entity. It, you know, it is board certified for nurses, um, to get, you know, just basically, I guess to, to kind of cut through the noise and be like, Hey, look, this is a professional who can, and nurse coaches can work on anything. It doesn't have to just be health purposes, but you know, it's almost just that leveraging that purpose from deep within. And I love what you said earlier that it's, you know, as a coach, you can't really guarantee anything to the person you're working with, except I will 100% be present for you. You know, I will have your back i will not be afraid to ask those tough questions but in the end you know it's that person that has to make those choices and just like with anyone in life like you can force them to make the right choice but it's not going to sustain until it's from within um so that's something i'm excited about is getting to work with people and actually help them make the changes that they need to make in order to be the best version of themselves because that's constantly what I see in the hospital is people with chronic diseases. And if they would just freaking not eat honey buns, (laughs) like they could, you know, reverse so many of their problems. And, um, and I guess that's where I feel like I see the biggest challenge is like, and I know they're out there, but it's like a lot of the people in the hospital, they don't want to work on themselves. You know, they don't want, yeah, they would rather take a pill. Well, yeah, and I think most people would. We're used to that. That's our society. We're the magic pill society. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're never going to get someone to see value that they don't believe is there. And it's like, I almost felt like I had to become defensive. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, I, I am valuable. I am, you know, it's it's like, but it's like, look, I'm not going to, what is it in the Bible, right? Like to cast pearls to swine or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of people just don't care. They don't see the value in it. But if you look at someone who's very successful, I'll tell you what they all have in common. They probably have teams of people that are mentors and coaches and uh, and and friends and peers who they're getting good, valuable feedback from. If there's one thing I think that can really accelerate your success and your progress, it's being able to take criticism and getting feedback and being evaluated and learning to be comfortable with those those evaluations, you know, you may not take everything that someone says, uh, and, and but don't automatically get defensive and be like, you're wrong. Like, yeah. And that's tough. It's tough not to be sensitive. It is. You got to develop some, some thick skin in order to be able to take criticism. But if you can apply that criticism, then you will progress much more quickly than anyone who's afraid, you know, in what, whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. And criticism is definitely different than negativity because you don't yeah. want to surround yourself with negative people yeah. that are constructive criticism yeah you're asking for it and you're actively like sending it out there right and yeah. saying hey look here's what i ate uh, yeah. health coach you know what i'm saying yeah. like here's what i ate this week and they're like yeah don't eat that <laughs> you know it's 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 simple but you know you might have another person that you know you talk to about philosophy or, uh, or, or whatever type of growth that you want to obtain in your life or someone who's really knowledgeable in a certain area that you want to, you know, have friends who are just so incredibly well-educated in scriptures, like the Quran and the Bible and 
the Dhammapada and all the Buddhist stuff. And it's, it's amazing to sit down and talk to them because I have all these questions, you know, I'm, I'm still at this age learning so much about the world and in context, you know, the Western philosophers and Plato and where does that come from and who is Socrates and, you know, all of this stuff is really valuable because it builds the entire backdrop of, of the world that we live in. And it's like, Oh my God, everything is much more contextualized and looking into, you know, World War One and World War Two, and just like really learning that history because we didn't really learn a whole lot. Yeah, we just for, knew we just knew segments. Yeah, of stuff. Franz Ferdinand got assassinated and started World War One. It's like, yeah, but is that really what happened? Yeah, no, it's yeah. banks, dude. It's yeah. banks every time. Yeah. You know, every single war is a banker's war. You start digging into that world and figuring that aspect out. Follow you start the money. To see, yeah. yeah, you start to see patterns and things start to unfold and you can contextualize the world a little better. It's weird because for me, I had this whole like shaking up of my reality right when I hit 30. It's like, I kind of took everything that I learned in school for granted. I hit 30 and then went down like the Alex Jones rabbit hole of conspiracy theory. Um, And so, and then, and then I studied a lot of really great thinkers and people and people who are amazing, like Brett Vinat and uh, Richard Grove and, um, several people who were true historians, uh, John Taylor Gatto, his work just phenomenal, you know, like I got into the sensational stuff, but then I got into the stuff that was like, this is really grounded, you know, well done researched stuff. And so I had to rebuild the whole frame of my belief system in my world. So I've been through that, uh, from a destruction all the way to the reconstruction of it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's something that I was just really passionate about helping other people with. I'm like, if you're depressed, if you feel helpless, like a victim, like you can't do anything because the world's so bad, you know, then I want to show you a way out of that. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of people, cause you've been through it yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's really what coaching is about is about taking something that you have done yourself and helping someone else with that. Like what they tell you when you become a coach is like, think about yourself five years ago and where you were at and how do you speak to that person who was you five years ago or two years ago or 10 years ago, whatever that is and solve their problem. Right. Yeah. Like you don't have to be the richest person to mentor someone who is, you know, just starting out, you know what I mean? Like you just need to be middle-class if you're tutoring someone who's poor, you yeah. know, you just need to be in a different, you need to have learned need, those lessons. Yeah, yeah. You just need to, yeah, have gone through the experiences to get you to where you got. Exactly. So you can you just need to be a little bit ahead of them and then bring them up. Yeah. So one thing that, yeah, our nurse coach, uh, Peter Gaza said was something his coach taught him was you can only go as, you can only take your client as deep as you've gone yourself. Yes. That's so, really well said. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I couldn't think of a better way, so I just quoted him. But, yeah, it was just like – but, yeah. Um, freaking lawnmower. Yeah, it's okay. We're about to wrap this up anyway. I know you got to go. But, yeah, I, I pre- really appreciate um, you being on the show. And, uh, like I said, I, a little different. But since I'm into coaching right now, I thought it would be great to have the person that coached me – to get to the point where I have a podcast. Well, you're doing great, man. I remember, you know, and I know those feelings. It's like, it's like you said, you can't take someone somewhere you've never been. And so I understand the frustration of like trying to uh, post and to create a podcast and to be consistent and do all those kind of things. I know exactly how some of that stuff feels. And 
I've been in those moments where I just get emotionally overwhelmed. I could be there for you and be like, Hey, take a break, step away from this. You know, let's, let's type something up when, you know, in yeah. another day and then post. And I know what it feels like too, to be like so excited and you want to publish something and you put it out there, you know? So it's, it's really cool. It's cool to see your development and how far you've come with all of this stuff. Cause I, you were very intimidated with the computer and stuff, but now you're doing yeah. really well with all those things. And yeah, I've built a website, which I never would have thought, you know, yeah. and, and I and appreciate all, great, yeah, dude. I appreciate all the help that you helped me with, but yes. it like literally was, you know, pretty much me just sitting down and being like, screw it. I'm going to just start trying to build a website and, and I did it. So ready, fire aim. Yeah. And before we go, I just want you to kind of, um, tell people what you like, since you, you know, not that you're really active in coaching right now, but you do have this blue collar mystics and things that, you know, you have out there for people just, if they want to just look into it, just to get a little more, um, I'll let you kind of explain just sure. like what, what your purpose or what your point was within creating that blue collar mystics sure. channel. So yeah, so blue collar mystics as a podcast that I have, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to take a little bit of a break, uh, from publishing episodes, but there is a ton of content that we've put together over the past couple of years, year and a half, maybe year and three months. Um, and it was really just a, a deep dive into spirituality, but from a practical approach. And so I've, interviewed all types of manner of people who have different ideas and different contributions and just try to share that knowledge with everybody. So there's tons and tons of episodes. It started out actually as the reality transserving podcast. And then, you know, some things happened with that. Uh, and then I just made my own podcast, which was like Bootsy Greencast, which is the precursor to blue collar mystics. I just yeah. wanted to involve more. You people. just kept evolving. As, yeah. As, I just wanted to involve more people with blue collar mystics. Cause I, I really think that we all are blue collar mystics. Like we all are people who are practically looking for answers. Yeah. You know? And so there's a lot of that, uh, content out there and I've got an Instagram page for it and it's on all the major podcast platforms and, YouTube and rumble. But yeah, if you search blue collar mystics, there's a bunch of great content out there. There's a bunch of explainer videos about trans surfing and Tufty the priestess and manifesting and all that kind of stuff on my channel. And people are welcome to go and check that stuff out. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely time for me to kind of take a step away from being active in that. I've already put just a ton of content. out. Yeah. There. You have audio books, so, yeah. you know, galore. And so I've put a bunch of stuff out. And so I'm kind of excited to um, to just not really focus so much on that. But it's there. I mean, you built you've yeah. built a ton. Like you said, there's, there's a, a ton of content. Yeah, so. my courses and all that stuff they're still there. They're still up. I still have all that stuff. And if you know, if I find somebody who is interested in in that kind of stuff, I have a ton of resources I can share with them. Yeah, and, you know, it's not that I won't coach again. I mean, but it, it goes back to passion. It's just something right now you're working on a business, and yeah. you, your passion is elsewhere. So you only have so much energy that you can pull from. So yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of spinning multiple plates, but that you can have too many. Yeah, and uh, and I've burned out before, so I know what that feels like. So. You know, with coaching, that's such a, an emotional investment with your client that um, it, it's it's actually quite easy to burn out with that because you're, especially if you're the type of person that I am, I'm a type two on the Enneagram, so the helper. So yeah. like I've become obsessed with other people's problems and how to solve them. And, uh, and that's really not the role of a coach. The role of a coach is to like help people figure out their own solutions yeah. to their own problems. To get them through the gap is what I like to say. Yeah. And so, you know, I would maybe obsess a little bit and just emotionally 
over invest from time to time. So I have to learn those boundaries and how to balance that. But that's part of the, that's part of the process too. That's part of that process of growth. Highly recommend checking out the Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-Gram. Um, it's, it's a, it's like an ancient tool of psychology and, and like almost like a personality test from today. Like, basically, yeah. basically, but, but yeah, way deeper, but yeah, but there's a lot to it. People study it for their entire lives and stuff. But yeah, those are just some of the things that I've come across. And I, I try to put all that stuff together in a course and um, I've got all of that still. So, you know, if people are interested, then they can just reach out to me. I'm very easy to get a hold of. You yeah. know, I'm responsive. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to kind of shifting, you know, I'll be raft guiding this summer, you know, and uh, working on my other business and hopefully even other businesses too. But yeah, it's something I'm just going to take a little bit of a break from as far as like creating content. Yeah. Constant, constant content. The whole idea of like content anyway, it's like you need to re we need to rethink it sometime. I think because people just got so obsessed with just creating content all the time to where it's like, dude, you're just pooping on poop. Yeah. The quantity over quality. Yeah. You're just like filling up the diaper that is the internet. You know, it's, that's what content creation is. It's like, Let's let's make art. Yeah. You know, there's even a podcast called Make Art Not Content. And it's like I think that's sometimes necessary. Just step away, you know, and reevaluate and maybe return back to or do something different, you know, because yeah. it just got to the point where it was like just this constant need to put up a blog all the time and a video and you're just trying to get client. It's like whew, it can be exhausting. Yeah. But yeah. um, follow your passion. Yeah, follow your passion. Do what you're excited to do now. Follow your curiosity. Curiosity. I heard this at Creature Comforts actually, uh, on their brewery tour. Is like uh, your your curiosity will lead to your passion. Your passion will lead to your purpose, and your purpose will lead to um, fulfillment and and ultimately to the, all the creature comforts. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And yeah, that sounds great. I'm wearing my Creature Comforts jacket today, so perfect way to end this. Yeah, uh, fulfillment because I think. I've never really thought of that before, but I feel like that's what we're all looking for. Like if in the grand scheme of things, we want to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting, but fulfillment is. Yeah. 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 Like joy is deeper than happiness. Mm hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Well, Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Owen, and I hope you have a great day. My pleasure, buddy. Yeah. uh, Thanks so much and keep, uh, keep up the great work, Isaac. Thanks for having me on me. I appreciate it. All right. Peace.